What is up, brothers and sisters? Welcome to the Mitch Gray Show. So glad that you're listening, or maybe you are watching us um, via Facebook or YouTube. We are currently live streaming on Facebook. So if you would rather watch the live stream whenever we come on, make sure you follow us on Facebook, M Gray Media. That's M-G-R-A-Y Media. And actually, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram there as well. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, M Gray Media. Make sure you check us out for all of our content. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Mitch Gray Media, for all things awesome on videos. <laughs> and also subscribe to the show. Uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts, subscribe to the Mitch Grace Show. So thank you, thank you, thank you for um, checking us out. Uh, a few things before we get started. Make sure you go buy the new book, The Gathering Place. Um, if you're watching on Facebook or on YouTube, you can see that I'm holding that book up. So yeah, make sure you order a copy of The Gathering Place. You can find that. Um, at Barnes & Noble, you can find it on Amazon. You can order it through our website, MitchGray.me. Again, that's G-R-A-Y. So buy a new a copy of my new book, The Gathering Place. It will inspire you, um, I promise. So also and lastly, on the promotion end of things, if you have not heard the new EP record, um, The Stars Tell the Story, it's my new acoustic EP I'm very proud of it. The best thing I've put out to date musically. Make sure you go download that or stream it. You can find it anywhere you listen to music for the most part, particularly iTunes, um, Apple Radio or Apple Music and um, Spotify. So, yeah, go check out the new EP, The Stars Tell the Story. And also musically, we'll have some new dates coming up soon. Um, we've kind of taken a few months off from touring. So we'll have some dates that we'll be announcing, so make sure you follow along for that. And we've also got a couple of more um, recording projects that will be out by the end of 2019. Crazy. Can you believe it? We are almost to April of 2019. That is, that is insane. Yes, insane. Okay, so for the show today... I normally have a few notes that um, that I've typed out on my iPad, a few kind of talking points that I want to make sure we get. But today's going to be a little bit different on the Mitch Gray show. I want to make some observations, if you will, on the climate of our human culture in the modern world. Um, I am... I'm I'm from America. I've lived in America my whole life. Um, that's obviously where I do my show and my work in. Um, some of you, I know we have a couple of fans that, and subscribers that listen to us in other countries. So first of all, thank you for listening. Second of all, maybe these observations are a little bit gauged and comparative to what's happening in America. But I also think these observations are just simply human observations. They're just simply things that they're, they're responses and things that are happening in the world. And I think they're things that historically speaking, we can see have happened in the world. And so I think more than anything, they're just simply human observations. And what I would like to do today 
is not only make a few human observations, but also maybe equip us to be able to respond better when these situations um, or these actions or these things take place. Because what I have found is, and the great Martin Luther King Jr. said it best, it's not what happens to a man or a person that matters. It's actually how they respond to what happens to them that matters most. And I believe that in our lives. I believe that we put too much credence toward what happens to us, and we don't value enough our response to the matters at hand. And so I want to make a few observations today, and then I want to make a few uh, encouraging suggestions for how we respond to those observations. Um, Last week, something tragic happened in the world. Um, A few weeks before that, something else tragic happened. And a few weeks before that, something else tragic happened. And I'll take that back. Uh, Earlier this week, something else very tragic happened. My point in saying that is that tragedy happens. Whether we, we obviously don't like tragedy. Um, we, we don't like pain and suffering. And we shouldn't. Um, we, we should absolutely hate and abhor pain and suffering. We should absolutely mourn with those who mourn. And we should weep with those who weep. And we should be so compassionate that even when our greatest, quote, enemy is suffering, we should live with such compassionate hearts that we even break when that person is suffering. That's how humanity is meant to operate, within compassion and within grace and within mercy. I want to focus on, there's, there's a couple of different tragedies that happen in, within humanity. There's the tragedies that just are. For instance, um, weather-related tragedies, they just are. They're almost out of our control in, in, in m- most of the situations. Um, other tragedies that are accidental, uh, maybe types of diseases that we had no control over, no matter what we did or didn't do. There are often times that diseases just come and they happen. Uh, there are diseases that are controllable. You know, back in the day, we didn't really twist the term disease. It was almost like a disease was an uncontrollable happenstance. And now because our health, especially in modern um, civilizations, has changed so much, especially our eating diets, that actually things that are categorized as disease are controllable. And so it's almost like the term of disease, the, the definition of disease has, has transitioned into uh, other medical realms. But at its nature, a disease is not something that we can control um, for the most part. So there's the category of tragedy that happens that is uncontrollable. And then there's the other category of tragedy that takes place because of human action, right? And what we've seen over the last few weeks 
within the world and mostly within uh, a modern civilization, what we've seen in the last few weeks are tragedies that have taken place because of human behavior. And there's this observation that as we're watching these tragedies unfold, it's almost like it's almost like no one wants to find the middle ground of humanity. It's almost like we want to take this tragedy and in an asinine manner, we want to use it to build up certain platforms. Um, specifically, we can think of when tragedies that happen involving uh, weapons. All of a sudden, it, this tragedy is politicized and this tragedy is given a power that I'm not even sure the person creating the tragedy had in mind. Does, it, does that make sense? It's almost like the person that's creating the tragedy has a mission and the mission is destruction. And for whatever reason, they want to cause this destruction. And then after the tragedy happens, it's almost like in these modern civilizations, we say, okay, here is now our permissive platform to politicize and give power and credence to the tragedy. And what breaks my heart more than anything is, is through politicizing and through using this tragedy as power and as, as a platform, we all of a sudden lose our heart of compassion. Brothers and sisters, when a tragedy takes place, there should be no other conversation outside of what can we do to help. When a tragedy takes place, there should be absolutely no other conversation other than a conversation of compassion and of love to say, we want to help those who are hurting. We want to help those who lost loved ones. And might I add, we want to help the person that caused the tragedy because there is obviously something going on. That is how humanity is meant to function. Humanity is not itself when it is being politicized. I want to say that again. Humanity is not itself when it's being politicized. Politization and platforming and power and all this garbage is not written within the DNA of humanity. Humanity is itself when we hold each other and when we get the blood of another person on us and we're, and, we're, and we're loving and we're serving and we're compassionate and we humble ourselves and we say, look, my brother or my sister, this has happened to you and so it has happened to me. If a tragedy happens to one of us, a tragedy has happened to all of us. It has nothing to do with platforming or, in, or, or power. It doesn't even have to do with justice at that moment in time. And I believe in fair, equal justice on every level. But I believe in fair, equal justice through the heart of compassion. And that's different than an eye for an eye. Written in the DNA of humanity is not an eye for an eye. Written in the DNA of humanity is love and compassion and accountability. Those are very different things. But before we even get to that, we need to mourn with those who mourn. And we need to weep 
with those who weep. And we need to cry with those who cry. And we need to embrace the hurting and the wounded and the sorrowful. We need to live with compassion on our sleeve. Because brothers and sisters, compassion is at the heart of humanity. That's observation number one. Observation number two. For some reason, we've got it twisted, (laughs) right? For some reason, we've got this whole thing twisted, especially, again, in modern civilizations. And the twisting that has happened is for some reason, some fool at some point in time made someone believe that for you and I to live together in unity and in peace and in harmony, we have to agree. Do you see where I'm going with this? For some reason, some fool at some point in time sold a bill of goods telling people that for you and I to live together peacefully, we have to agree. And brothers and sisters, that is the biggest pile ever. I told someone yesterday in a conversation, I said, to be honest with you, for me to live in unity with you, I don't have to agree on anything except the betterment of each other. I don't have to agree on anything with you. We can disagree on food. We can disagree on religion. We can disagree on politics. We can disagree on how many days we go to the gym. We can disagree on clothing. We can disagree on everything. All we have to understand is that we're here to better each other. And when we live from a perspective of bettering each other, of treating each other the way we would like to be treated, of walking in humility and love. Agreement and disagreement becomes the furthest thing from our mind. I'll be honest, I'm to the point that when I converse with someone, I don't care about agreement or disagreement. I'm not here to debate people because I don't frankly care You can like who you want to like. You can listen to the music you want to listen to. You can have your perspective of the world. You have earned that right to shape your own mind. I don't care. I just want to sit down and have a laugh with you. That's all. We can agree on that. We can agree on the idea that we want to make the world a better place, and that's all that matters. If we just know that if we walk humbly and in love with each other and in unity with each other, all the little details, they'll they'll work themselves out. And the other thing is, when I all of a sudden remove the agenda of agreement, disagreement, I can now open my mind to listen to your story. I found that most of the time when people don't want to listen, it's because they don't want to learn. Because they're holding so tightly to what they believe. That what they believe comes before anything else. And I just want to encourage you, brothers and sisters, if you're one of those people that you're holding so tightly to what you believe, that if I told you, for the betterment of humanity, if you would just let go of what you believe, it would better humanity. If you're not willing to let go of that, then something's wrong. Something's wrong. If you're not willing to look in the mirror and go, I'm willing to let go of any thought that I have, any belief system that I have, if it's going to better humanity, and I'm not willing to let go of that, that's what I call a sacred cow. 
In religious terms, that thing has become your God. And if you're not willing to let go of that thing for the betterment of your brother and sister, ah, that's a really tough place to be. I will say it right now. I'm, really, I'm willing to let go of any, any thought, any belief, any lesson I've learned. I'm willing to let go of any of that if it will better humanity. If whatever I'm believing is a detriment to me being the person of love and compassion and unity that I need to be, I got to let go of that, no matter what it is. And in America, we hear these terms, you know, like we got to protect the Constitution and we got to do this and that and the other and whatever. I honestly don't even care about those conversations. You know why? Because if it gets to the point that it doesn't better humanity, I don't want it. I don't want it. It's just stuff. Rules can always be remade. Constitutions can always be rewritten. Countries can always be reorganized. But really, it's about people. It's not about territories. It's not about religion. It's not about politics. It's about people. And if we're going to be a people that say we have a divine spirit living in us, we have this something that we can't quite comprehend or understand. If we're going to be the people that say that, if we're going to be the people that say we want to love and accept everyone, then we better really live it. We better really live it. A tragedy struck our town a week or two ago, the town that I base out of. And that tragedy was... We had a man that was very influential in this town pass away. And someone asked me, what, what do you think of this person? I said, you know what? This man taught me and showed many people what it meant to love and accept others. And as I was reflecting on my 20-year relationship with this gentleman, I literally could not think of a time that I heard this gentleman speak a negative word about someone else. Now, he would debate you because he believed strongly in what he believed in, and he and I didn't agree on a lot of things, but I, you know, we didn't care because we knew it was all about love. I never once heard this person speak bad about someone. I never once witnessed this person reject someone. In fact, all I saw was this person give hugs and accept everyone. Didn't matter where you came from, didn't matter what you wore, didn't matter the color of your skin, didn't matter what your belief system was, it did not matter to this man because this man had one belief in life and that belief was it's all about love. And the other thing this man taught me as a white guy, as a Caucasian guy, this gentleman was an African-American man and as a, as, a, as a Caucasian man myself in an interracial marriage raising African-American children, this, this brother taught this Caucasian man how to raise African-American children in our society. And that may, may not mean much to you, but it meant the world to me. Because you may lend a blind eye to the way our world responds Oftentimes, but my family has seen it. And this man taught me how to raise those kids. 
And he taught me what it was like as a black man in America. And he taught me how to respond to the world and how to be a man of love. But another lesson he really taught me was it doesn't matter if we agree or disagree. Because in the, in the end, love wins. The question, brothers and sisters, is what role will you play in love winning? It's really simple. In the end, love wins, period. <laughs> but I just want to be the guy that in this world gets to play a role in love winning. I don't want to wait till the end. You know, <laughs> I don't. And I don't want to spend my energy and my breath debating people. You can believe what you want to believe. But if that belief is holding back the unity and the compassion of humanity, then I would ask that you consider letting it go. Because love wins. Period. May we, brothers and sisters, be the people that show others compassion. May we, brothers and sisters, be the people that walk humbly, yet have enough pride to know that it's all about love. May we, brothers and sisters, be the people that accept everyone, no questions asked. May we be the ones that serve anyone that comes our way. May we be the ones that seek out the opportunity to give a hug and a smile and an encouraging word. May we be the ones that live with a heart of humility and know that love wins. Brothers and sisters, I hope you have a great week this week. I hope that you can take these observations and be encouraged and inspired, and uplifted, and wake up tomorrow with a little more love in your heart. Have a good evening, brothers and sisters, and I will talk to you soon.